How do you pick a real estate agent? Yes, so it can be a couple of different things. Agents are now probably better educated as well as to what properties are going to sell. Talk about it over coffee when we used to just catch up for coffee and not record it. You talk about it in a way that's accessible and easy to listen. If you've if you've been in your career for a short while, how do you take yourself to the next level? Yeah, um, it was really a podcast. Yeah, clearly. exactly right. Yeah, epic this voice week on the property part. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Property Pod. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I am very, very happy to be back at the desk uh, recording today with the crew. I've got Paddy Berry and Johnny Mack on the line. And we are excited to be back. Yeah, what gentlemen. A, what, an interesting, uh, what an interesting hiatus we went on. I'm not sure <laughs> if you guys remember, but um, the last – I actually listened back to our last recording – just this morning to kind of get a feel for what we're doing. And we said we were going on a quick three-week break when I was going <laughs> to have the birth of my uh, first child. Yep, which so I'm assuming went well. <laughs> went, went extremely well, yes. Well, the, the whole world has changed since then. We've uh, The three-week break, you guys even joked about um, having your own episode without me and all the audio. Let's face it, it was never going to happen, but I like no. to think that it could have done. Well, now you've got the perfect excuse. You could actually say, look, something got in the way that has kind of changed the entire world, changed the landscape of podcasting, of real estate, of essentially the globe. Yeah, well, who knew that obviously we were going to get hit with COVID-19. That's just crazy and it's just thrown everyone into a tailspin. But that's not the only reason we were obviously on hiatus. We were doing a bit of reno work, trying to rebuild our studio, ready for an exciting new year of the property pod. And it just all compounded into a big giant gap, which shouldn't have been that long, but we're back. Yeah. Look, and one of the most amazing things of the break was that we were getting correspondence kind of every week there was stuff coming through. People were writing in, uh, had a few people uh, congratulate me or wish me luck and my partner luck on the birth of what turned out to be my son, Jack, who I'm extremely proud of. He's a little legend. Uh, so we didn't know what he was going to be and he came out a, a little boy and, and he's thriving. So kind of one silver lining of all this COVID stuff is I've got to spend the uh, the fourth trimester with him at home, working from home with all this uh, work from home business. So yeah, got to see the little man grow just in that little period. But thank you to everybody out there that reached out and wished us luck. Um, we had a few people from Queensland and yeah, we had a guy from Queensland that's reached out over the last 12 weeks. Um, I think people being in isolation, they must have been going through the archives trying to find things to listen to because yeah, it's been downloads. amazing how many people have reached out to us over the last couple of weeks. So The downloads weren't too bad. Um, just like going through that, like kind of obviously they, they slowed down because the episodes slowed down, but hopefully, you know, we'll take all the listeners we had in the past and, and maybe some people have passed on uh, info about the property pod to more people out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, the first thing is we're back on the mics recording, so I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, and just to throw it out there, we are practising social distancing. So we are in a brand-new studio that uh, Pat's built. It's got all this green shrubbery up against me and uh, got a big studio light that's uh, very – it's like a neon. It looks really, really cool. Uh, but Pat is at least, what would you say, 2.5 metres away from me? Just at to be least. extra safe. I'm out in the hallway. You may not be able to see. Oh, maybe you can because I think we're recording the Zoom meeting that we're working on at the moment. But I'm in the hallway. Aaron's in the studio. So if I'm a bit echoey, that's because I'm sort of half out in the hall. And we've got John dialing in on the phone with us today via Zoom. So trying to do our yeah. part to keep it separate. So if anyone's I, I wondering think- why the audio is not 100% top-notch today. It's just because of the way we're trying to keep our, our separation apart. 
Well, I think the uh, measured from Glenorchy to Moon is about four kilometres, so I think we've got me covered. <laughs> how, how are you doing out there, mate? Tell us all about what's happening in, on your side of the isolation. Well, I think uh, one of the things that I we sort of did when we when all this started was there was that real urgency to try and provide advice. Um, and it just kept changing on a day-to-day-to-day basis. And we just went, sort of went quiet. And I know to our clients, we just said, we just had to say, look, if you don't hear from us, everything's okay. Um, and then we'll reach out directly if there's something you need to know. Um, because it's just biting us in the butt every time we tried to get ahead or release the information that was released because then that information that was released then three hours later was different. And then it was like, all right, we'll just, it was a means of just trying to, Kind of at the very beginning, was the feeling of putting out spot fires, realistically. Yeah. Um, I can and then vouch now, for that as well, J Mac. That was one of the hardest things we were dealing with as well. Just before mm. we just before we jump right into kind of everything that's happened on that side of things, Pat, you were actually mm. overseas when everything kind of hit. So not only was the hiatus that I was away, but you kind of had a two week well planned. Was it more than two weeks that you were going to be away? Yeah, so I was supposed to be away for uh, for almost three and a half weeks. I ended up being away for nine days. Um, spent a bit of time on a cruise boat, which I'm not sure if that was the cleverest idea, but hey, we were the last cruise boat to leave America before the boats all shut down. And then I spent 48 hours in New York City where they went from 63 cases to something like 600 and something cases in the space of that 48 hours. So, What uh, a crazy, like I know you've been to New York a few times before and you were sending me Snapchats through saying It was a ghost town. We walked from one end of Manhattan Island to the other in one day and I think we were lucky to run into 100 people. And for anyone listening that's been to New York before or seen photos, you don't go 100 metres, like, or you don't go 10 metres without running into 100 people. So to have that sort of space in such a large city, it really hit home really fast what is happening out there and we discovered very fast that we needed to get home ourselves. And so you were travelling with your kids, obviously. Yeah, my kids, my wife and mother and father-in-law, so there was six of us together. So lucky enough, Virgin were really helpful to us and they got us home nice and safe and got us on some new flights, uh, which was fantastic. But then we were stuck in isolation at home for two weeks when it really started to ramp up and things started shutting shutting down here so trying to get through all of that drama from home without being on the front line trying to help our clients it was very challenging two weeks and a lot of sleepless nights but hey we got through it and um yeah everything's starting to to settle down a little bit now which is nice um i know when we were chatting a fair bit too pat it was just a means that um that frustration where you couldn't be with the team everything's done by phone and emails um just doesn't come cl- doesn't cut it close to i know I, I can't speak for every industry but when you're trying to um ensure everyone's looked after it just, it, you just can't be face to face belly to belly half the time and just too much gets lost in just email communication alone it's very challenging when you're trying to like have policy and procedures that you're developing on the fly as well because you've never been through this before. So you don't know how the best way to handle it. You don't know mm. what you should be or shouldn't be doing, what others in the industry are doing because you can't actually leave your house to go find out what's happening out in the world. And for me yeah, as yeah, well, like yeah. when I left, COVID was nothing. It was just a word. When I came back, I was stuck at home when it was getting worse. I wasn't at Coles seeing the shelves empty and the panic that was around. I, I saw it on the news, but how much do you read into the news? Is it all just hype or is it happening here in Hobart? Because quite often there's a disconnection between mainland and Tasmania. So we were mm. trying to like how much do we take on board of what the news is saying? So for us it was really hard to manage it remotely 
And like, sure, there's great things like Zoom and things that help you get through it, but it's not the same as being at the office and being able to talk directly to the staff and try to fix the problems face-to-face, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, even as like Jack was born kind of just before everything hit, like if he was to be born now, the hospitals are completely different where, you know, they're all prepped for having your scan. And we had so many visitors that were coming through. But even in his, you know, you get a little book where you write keepsakes or memories and stuff and it said what's in the news at the moment, like the day I was born. And it was one of the days where the toilet paper fiasco was really (laughs) ramping up. So we jokingly wrote world goes crazy over toilet paper um, virus is hitting and we thought, oh, yeah, that'll be funny. We'll have to tell him about that years and years later. Like, what's this about toilet paper? But yeah, literally cool. the whole world, like the world he was born into will be a completely different world post-COVID-19. Yeah, but mm. that's the main thing is that we've worked through the problems now and I think. Look, and can I just say it's amazing the way you guys have operated your businesses and kept everything afloat and, you know, there's lots of really, really tricky things that you need to navigate and, you know, as you say, you were overseas, it was kind of a perfect storm of the the offices here at 414 were being renovated. So that was kind of a whole other issue of trying to... <laughs> tell you what, holding it on. If you think about it now, you think, what the freaking hell were they doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> everything couldn't have come at a worse time, but hey. I saw a meme at, at the start of all this to, that said 2020, like someone must have started playing Jumanji right at the start of the year. And it was like, can you guys just please finish your game so that the world can go back? And I was like, that's very accurate for, for how everything's gone down. Yeah. But we're light at the end of the tunnel and I thought, oh, well, John and I were thinking that it might be a perfect time if we are going to talk a bit of real estate is to, I guess, just recap where we're at in the industry and what can people do and what can't they do and is it actually possible to sell a house at the moment? Is it not possible? Like I think there's a a few people out there I guess are curious around that. I personally don't want to probably get too much into the pricing side of things because I think that's still very up and down and it's a case-by-case basis. But I think... There's some general things we could probably just run through to make people know what they can and can't do in the industry. What do you think, John? Yeah, that and the, I'm just staring at myself in this computer screen realising that my chin's coming down a little bit more than it did probably <laughs> five or six weeks ago. <laughs> what happened to all the – oh, I guess you couldn't go to the gym anymore. So Yeah, just all, all, the, all the routines completely broken. Um, then we discovered they could do wine tasting delivered to your home. So uh, you do Facebook Live wine tasting. So not only has our industry changed but a lot of others as well and just – Happened to coincide with the worst of diet for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Your weakness for wine, John. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was too good. I thought you um, were a Scotch man. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, it, it, I'm an all alcohol kind of guy. <laughs> Drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we approve this message. Um, um, we, what we might do first is we'll jump off to one of the uh, coveted ads that we always go to that give us a quick breather. Uh, we'll pop straight back from that and jump kind of into the world moving forward. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006 with their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property. They have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at mcgregorfn.com. 
All right, guys. So we're not all the way out of the woods. I know that um, the world is kind of coming back to an even plane. It feels like um, some of the restrictions are being lifted and everyone's kind of starting to feel like we're on top of this. I guess in terms of real estate, it probably is worthwhile jumping into what we can do and what we can't do in the current climate. I think the key thing to take away is that even with all this craziness happening, you still can buy a home, you still can sell a home. There's different rules now that we have to follow and we're probably attacking it a completely different way that we used to. Yep. But things are still turning over. Things are still moving through nicely. It's just that there's a few more policy and procedures that we've had to implement to protect ourselves, protect our owners and protect our purchases that we're meeting on a daily basis as well. That's how you see it, J-Mac? Or? Yeah, well, that's the most of the approach was all we really holistically couldn't do. I mean, you had to have a modicum of a bit more respect. Um, especially if there are properties that are tenanted or um, that do involve someone outside of the process. But all they really, all that was really t- taken away, and we didn't really know how it was going to pan out until it was happening, was the means of open homes. So all then it became was just one-on-one meetings with people. Yeah, um, so, so, so people understand, uh, you've probably mm. heard it in the news, but open homes have been cancelled at the moment, so we're not mm. actually possible to run open homes as it stands. However, we still can do one-on-one private inspections. There's just a mm. limit on how many people can attend that inspection. So um, I think here, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I've been working on the agent plus two other people in the property. Yeah, that was sort of my, uh, my take on it. Or if it was, you know, the agent and a family unit. Okay, so, so if it's it was mum and dad and a couple of young kids, a couple of kids, they're under the same roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's how that was the approach I took. Because I guess um, whether or not that was technically what we were supposed to do, I did. I thought that was reasonable because if it's not, if everyone's been sitting there together anyway, um, I assume that it's yeah. So it's just and that was it. But then never would I be overlapping um, inspections whatsoever. There was always a lot of breathing space between um, inspections, and I would allow a lot more time as well. Because um, we didn't want, um, whereas maybe we might only allow five or ten minutes between, I'd allow ten or fifteen minutes just in case. And yeah. you guys um, would have been doing um, kind yeah. of the washing hands procedures and things like that. Yeah, so hand sanitizer. We, yeah, with us, hand sanitizer. Um, we were big as well, or well, we still are big. And even with when this is all finishes, I don't know if we'll change our new procedures. Uh, we mm. now use alcohol wipes to wipe down door handles, bench tops, handrails for staircases, um, you know, bathroom handle doors, uh, light switches if it's a nighttime showing, if they're going to have to be turned on. And we try to limit the amount of times the actual purchaser touches things. So. We've been sending out an email when we book an inspection, getting people to confirm that they won't actually touch things around the home with the idea that that'll limit how much we have to clean after they vacate, so after they leave the home. So yep. if it's if I'm showing somebody around and I can convince them to let me open a door for them, let me turn on a light, then I know exactly what's been touched in the home. So when I finish the inspection, I can quickly go around again with the alcohol wipe and just wipe everything back down. And I think that's part of kind of what, as you say, you might not be changing that anytime. Like there's not just going to be a magical day where it's like, okay, now everything goes back to pre-corona where we, like we've probably all learnt we should wash our hands more and we should be cleaner. Yeah. So yeah. I think moving forward it'll probably become more the norm to be like, oh, these are kind of some of the measures we need to take when doing things out in public yeah, like well, I think so anyway. Um, I can't see why we wouldn't take those extra precautions moving forward, yep. even if once this is all calms down and is a bit under control, like you don't want to walk home with a cold of a night time like through winter months. So if you can avoid it by washing your hands a little bit more, then it makes sense yeah, in my definitely. opinion. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, well, I know like there was, we've got the email today that's 
looking change um, where they're going to be easing restrictions. So like the next phase will be you're allowed 10 people within an open home, but then you have to um, ensure that everyone's meeting 1.5 metres distance, but only then they've got to have every room's got to be 4.4 metres um, if there's more than one person. So then in practical terms, when it's rare that, um, especially in, it's rare that every every room in every house has 4.4 metres and then restricting to 10 and then um, policing everyone as you walk through. Um, it's, for me in this now, everyone sort of, for me, I guess I've got into a groove of expectation now. Um, it might not even, I don't think it'd even be a, a nicer experience if all of a sudden we can allow more people through. I would think that we'd still just keep on the same process that we've got at the minute um, until everything's just gone. Yeah. Um, because at least with the one-on-one scenario, even though there's some small bits, you can still have a nice personable experience and then, you know, chat to people and uh, they can understand why, where you're coming from. But then if all of a sudden you had two agents walking around with a bat and smacking you in the knee every time you, you know, got into line, like it just wouldn't be a pleasant experience. So Did- um, it's going to be interesting to see how these ease of restrictions actually play out. Um, and from my, I mean, my, my guess is it's just, I don't, I wouldn't, Personally, probably want to do it because it just—I I don't want to sit there and run around the house berating everybody. Like it just it completely defeat the purpose of trying to have a nice experience in the house. This this <laughs> might sound like a—I just can't remember. Did you work security at Club Surreal back in the day, or were you like a glassy? Or yeah, I was a glassy. You yeah, never were yeah. on the door though, were you? No, no, I, I uh, did. Um, Aaron, you're hoping I that you could bring back that skill set. Well, I was just thinking, like, imagine that being just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a real estate agent, but I've also got this special skill in my back pocket. I used to work the door at night. I was kind of hoping that we might end up with like um, a red carpet with a velvet, oh, velvet ra- rope. thing. Yeah, velvet rope and like you line up out the front, right? You're not on the list. You're going to have to wait to the next available. I wouldn't <laughs> put it past J-Mac to do that at an open home anyway. The first thing I'd want to do is just say no to someone. It's like, oh, wrong shoes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or the change the rule is that you have to have like for every two, for every one guy, there has to be three women. I think that's normally what happens in uh, Sydney nightclubs, isn't it? I, I think that's, yeah, the, the, the rule of the ratio. <laughs> I can already see how um, you could skip the line too, John. If you've been to the property already and you're coming back for a second oh, inspection, the agent's like, step? come this way, people, come this way, <laughs> right through. <laughs> And then everyone else in line's like, what the hell? Oh, I've been here for like 15 minutes. And they just flash their stamp and then <laughs> yeah. as you yeah. come in. See? And every, every house now comes with lasers and strobe lights and you just hear this constant <laughs> boom, 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 boom. If anyone is watching this video footage, you may see my son wandering around in the background. That's a, <laughs> that's also what happens when you're trying to do work and homeschool at the same time. So apologies mm. for that. I guess like bringing it back, when one thing I've noticed thinking like it's been a really stressful experience because I mean, I was only thinking the other day, like, well, I'm a bit knackered and I think a lot of, uh, for me, I was supposed to be on holidays technically. And I'd imagine everyone's, um, you know, everyone's what happens just completely upturned, which has been fascinating because we're all, we're all in the same boat from that perspective. Yeah. It's really interesting that the world is kind of on pause and how everyone's handled that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot changed. And what I mean by that is from the, from at least the, the biggest impact it had practically was from uh, tenancies. So I know you, you guys are the same and that you know, like once it was all done, we went, right, no more inspections. Um, and of course they released all those levels of emergency legislation, which we we're trying to navigate through. Uh, but then from the selling and buying perspective, aside from maybe some reluctance from clients wanting, considering what, what is the right move for them, the process didn't really change a heck of a lot. 
aside from having those couple of care um, care approaches to what you need to do, like you said, Pat, with approaching with the cleaning and limiting on inspections, etc. But um, what I've, what I've found at the end of it is that you know we still still had plenty of transactions that have gone through, and that um, by the end of it, what you know what was happening is that all the best I had was could come up with was look, whoever wants to buy still seems to be buying, and whoever needs to sell still seems to be selling. Um, and then you just we've made those changes in accordingly. Yeah, working um, as a photographer in the industry, I kind of was kind of worried. I was like, how am I going to maintain work through this period? Am I going to be stuck, you know, this young family I've got to support and stuff? But, you know, I'm still getting bookings come through from yourself, John. I was having some from here. There was kind of people doing rental properties at 414 that, you know, they were still changing over and and kept me employed across that thing. And I was like, oh, I kind of thought the whole yeah, like the whole world would stop. I thought, you know, it's an uncertain time. There's, it's all going to stop. You know, I think it did for two to three weeks, and then it was about ten yeah. days ago, fifteen days ago. People realized. Oh, me personally, I feel like people realize this is the new normal. So, yeah. I was always going to sell. I may as well just go do it. Yeah, and I think because mm. mm. yeah, for a good couple of weeks, it was. Or I was more focused, I think, on fixing all the other problems. I wasn't focusing on listing and selling homes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that need wasn't there for me. But I think in general, from what I could tell my agents in the office, they were a little bit more quiet. But then all of a sudden something happened and then people realised that, uh, well, this is going to be probably like this for another 12 months. So yeah. do we want to put our life on hold for 12 months or do we want to go try to do it in this market? And a lot of people just decided, no, we'll keep pushing forward. And yeah, it just seems to have been what's happened. And I do love the creativity that everyone's had to be able to reinvent their jobs and their, their work. And that has been one of the crazy things to see coming out of all of this is kind of like John's talking about his wine nights and stuff like that, like people delivering wine to your door and, and um, kind of just the creativity across the board of even um, restaurants that will never do takeaway before now doing takeaway like we had frogmore creek do a delivery for a night for a special date night and we we're just like oh well this is a lovely experience that you never would oh, have wow. had prior to this yeah that's cool <laughs> well, I, mean, like, even- I can't afford frogmore creek well i even so a while ago maybe 18 months ago we a trial doing um especially on our vacant sale properties, um, book your inspection online. So, because it had been running really successful with the um, rental properties. So I thought, why not integrate that with a sale? And I had zero uptake on it, um, which was surprising. And it, at the time, people, I was asking people, oh, why didn't you look to do it? And they said, oh, no, I just felt more comfortable just reaching out directly. But now, reintroducing that um, now, um, people seem to have absolutely no issue whatsoever with it. Um, and it's been a, a much more, um, it has felt, anecdotally, it felt a lot more comfortable doing that approach, just looking, okay, here are the times and days that I can suit me and I'm happy f- to do that. And I think when it comes to the sale process is because it seemed a much more emotionally engaging or concerning. There was They wanted that little bit more of a human connection before they did it, but now there's no trouble. Uh, it's funny um, you say that. I, I followed your lead and set up book your own inspection online with a lot of my properties. And I think mm. in three weeks I've had 21 bookings come through that system. So nearly one a yeah. day. So there's yeah. definitely people out there looking. There's definitely people out there prepared to use the technology. And we just sort of backed it up by saying, look, you have to do it this way because we've included some questionnaires. We'll need you to answer 
to be COVID safe. So yeah. to protect mm-hmm. our owners and to protect ourselves, you'll need to answer 10 questions when booking an inspection and not yep. one person kicked up a fuss about it. They're like, yep, no problem. If that's what it is, that's what it is. And I think some, yeah, as John's yeah. kind of alluded to, some people prefer that now because they know oh, every due diligence is being taken and... And it should show to the purchase as well that we take it serious as well, that we're not cowboy in this, um, yep. that yeah. if we're asking you to answer these, then you have to understand that we're not going to be doing the wrong thing at our end either because we're trying to protect our safety. So yep. I think it's a two-way stream. We not, may not be answering those exact same questions back to the buyer. However, by ask, asking the buyer, it should be showing to them that we're serious about it ourselves. Yeah, we even kind of, you know, I'm employed under your banner. I've been going to properties and, you know, the tenants are being told if if you're in the property, unfortunately, you know, you might have to sit out the back or you might need to leave for this period of time because we can't send in our photographer and risk him and risk you and risk all these things. So there's kind of these measures are showing that, you know, this is something that is being taken seriously and we're, we're going to, yeah, do it properly. Look, I think... All we can do is navigate each day as it comes is what it boils down to. I think that's what we're trying to get yeah. at. Yeah, well, no, like it's crazy because, mm. yeah, it, it does change and at the moment, you know, the world might be going back to a newish normal kind of this week, next week as kind of restrictions are coming through. Like, John, you said there was an email sent out by REIT with new guidelines today. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So they're just, I mean, I, I could read out a couple to you, but... Um, so then it would be, say, open homes and auctions may resume face-to-face um, with a maximum of 10 attendees. Um, and then it says this maximum number of 10 to one of my open homes. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> so there, but then you say the, um, what is it? Yeah, so then it goes, real estate agents must ensure that any, in any given space there is enough room to allow four square metres per person and that attendees maintain 1.5 metres distance from others. This may restrict the number of people viewing a house or room at any one time. I mean, when I look at that, I'm like, why would you even bother? Um, you know, sticking to these one-on-one, um, and it, yes, it slows down the process in, in a big way. Um, but the, trying to navigate that just seems to me way too much pain for the game. Your little sanity yeah. unit at the moment, John, that'd only allow mm. you to put two people in it at the best of times, wouldn't it? That's it. Yeah, because yeah. that's only quite uh, a small place. Yeah. yeah. So with it, with um, like a little one bedroom, like that's the, so then you just be. We do the bouncer thing, so you'd be tapping out all the things for people to be standing outside while you slowly bring people through. It's like, well, why bother? You know, it's like, how about we just stick with the front, the one-on-one inspections? Um, <laughs> Imagine if in the world, like in the future, everywhere is just 1.5-metre dots. Like every street you walk down, <laughs> there's just little dots everywhere. <laughs> the, um, like Pac-Man. Yeah. Collecting yeah. little dots. Gobble, yeah, gobble, gobble. Yeah, waka, 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 Oh, all the people that have been waiting for an episode to come back and they're like, why did we bother? Yeah. Well, no, the, 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 a lot of, I mean, obviously we get, I'm getting asked a lot, look, what do you, what do you think the market's going to do? And man, my, my fallback's just been, look, I just don't know. Um, who knows? And with, and then there's the, the question then is, you know, what do we do with our property? Um, well then for me, I'm sort of the advice I've been following is look, what you do, do we really need to look at right now? So we've just got to take it on a, okay, in the next, what do you need over the next, and it doesn't change in fact, you've still got to have a strategy or a time frame. But um, I think what's happened, we saw a lot of people rush to the market very quickly before um, as that diverse device hit. And then, but now everything started to settle. Um, like you said before, Pat, people are just now just revisiting and going about their lives as they would have anyway. Um, and 
then I suppose like, well, what should we wait to? What should we do? Well, then it's like, well, what do you need to do? Um, the advice sort of doesn't change from a practitioner's perspective is that we're not, you know, it's not our, so I don't see it as my role specifically to try and forecast the future. Um, you know, that's, that's, it's a guessing game that, you know, we can certainly help map out an idea, but um, from a day to day perspective, it's like, well, this is what we need to do. These are the moves we need to make. Um, and I know with that one, it, um, we've got a Sandy Bay, for, for example, like that, our particular owner, he lives in Canberra um, and he just wants to move that capital to Canberra so he can buy his home there. So, whether or not it was relevant to the virus or not, now it's just the idea he wants it gone, so now's the time to sell it. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. No, that's exactly right. But yes, that's 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 probably a good point. Just just before we wrap up, I, we've kind of got to the point where we've discussed everything we know. We're only experts on what we're experts on, and that's not much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we've kind of got to the point where I just wanted to throw to you, Pat. You're the kind of the tech head of the. Um, of the pod, one thing I've been doing a lot of and is really good for this social distancing and being able to show properties is the Matterport, the 3D scanning. Yeah. Um, I know, John, you've been doing or getting me to do a few. Actually, you've been doing a few yourself. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah so cool. for those that I would know we've talked about Matterport before, but just in case you haven't listened to some of our previous episodes, it's basically Google Maps inside a house. So you can basically walk through the entire house, gives you a feel for what it is. Um, and for me, it's been a massive game changer to help minimize the amount of inspections that we do so a lot of people i don't know if you've ever gone to look at a house you get there and you're there for a couple of minutes you're like actually shoot this isn't actually what i wanted so yeah it's not for me the photos aren't yeah. what i thought it was or it's come across in a certain yes. way that it isn't what i thought it was yeah so the matterport i think is helping to minimize that from happening which means less personal contact and less face-to-face contact so we've been putting it obviously on all the real estate websites but our first point of call as well before we allow anyone to book an inspection is we've been emailing that potential buyer and saying hey to follow with government guidelines and to keeping our distance and only going out when necessary uh, we'd really love to make sure that you've had the opportunity to view the Matterport tour and the video that we've produced on the property if you've used both of these features and they are sort of ticking a lot of boxes for you we're more than happy to show you through but we really would love for you to use this first and I think that is another technology-based tool that's really helped us make sure we're dealing with more genuine buyers when we actually meet them at the property and not just time wasters or uh, people that are just getting a feel for the market or you know and they're bored in isolation and they just want something to do well that's exactly right and that's not what we want we want to we want to make sure that our industry doesn't get extra rules handed down onto it. So we're doing everything in our power to make sure that we're minimising the amount of face-to-face contact wherever we can and Matterport has been really good in our business for that. So it's essentially yeah. like a way of walking through the house without leaving your phone or your computer exactly. and getting a feel for the actual size of the room and kind of being having a 360 spin around and be like, oh, yep, that's where yeah. that is in relation to that. Now, so- by no means will I ever like replace the feeling of being in the house yourself, but at least it should give you a better understanding as to what the property is um, so yeah. that when you do attend it in person, you're not disappointed, so to speak. Like yeah. you haven't, you're not getting there and be like, ah, oh, fire out that photographer's only showed me the best part of the lounge room because the Matterport doesn't hide anything. So like that's it, very true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause we know what you and photographers are like. You like to get sneaky and just like, you know, push that ugly bit out of the room, frame well, it beautifully and, and try to make it look as great as possible, which we appreciate. And so do our owners, but, um, we also need to be realistic as well and like make sure people know what every square inch of the house is. Indeed, indeed. Especially and in I these times. To, to expand on that too, I mean, it's been really great for um, our tenancies with all the rental properties we've done it on because I know a big frustration in a lot of 
local agencies do it is that you know we we won't uh, begin the application process until you've had a chance to view it or have someone view it on your behalf um but the, being able to utilize that 3d tour means we can mitigate that entirely because then people have had the chance to walk through the whole thing and we can right. you know process that application um and that's been you know phenomenal for a lot of people just to be able to quickly go look at 10 houses and know that none of them are suitable so then they're not frustrated getting stuck within a high demand. Um, and also to, you know, that we can just do the whole thing, um, you know, electronically. Uh, so that's been a huge, huge benefit to our um, rental properties as well. Look, and that could be a really good episode for a future as well. We might put a pin in it there because there has mm. been some really great, amazing technology that has been rushed to market over the Absolutely. last couple of weeks to help with COVID. And um, yep. I think that that's a, a great segue to another episode potentially. Most definitely. So mm. you guys are happy to uh, get back on the mics again. You feel good about today's episode, and oh, I feel a bit rusty, but hey, I'm yeah. happy to get back yeah, into yeah. it. It's, uh, it's well, def- I mean, the thing is, I mean, I hope it provided the sound um, works okay. I mean, this is we've got a pretty good solution here, so provided um, it sounds all right, why not? Yeah, but don't don't forget, J Mac. One day you'll be able to resume back over in your seat just over on this side. Oh, yeah. We miss having you in the room, J-Mac, so looking forward to getting you back here one day. I'll, I'll, I'll send through a, prime, a, a, a framed signed photo of myself so I can sit on the desk. Oh, uh, what about a life-size cardboard cutout so we can just push you in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. could deal with that. All right, well, I think we're starting to get off track now, so it's probably time to wrap it up, eh, boys? Yeah. Look, thank you. Thank you, everybody out there that is listening to this episode and has listened to the past episodes. Uh, We really appreciate all the support and people reaching out to us throughout the – Throughout the time period that we were away and the break and the, the break in the future and, and whatever look, we want to call that sort of hiatus for a while. Yeah, so mm. we're back. We're really happy to be back and um, keep reaching out to us on our socials or through the emails. People were reaching out to us through that. So obviously those channels are working and uh, yeah. stay safe out there. No problem at all. Well, thanks very much, guys. Awesome. See you soon, boys. See ya. See ya. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek and use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.